They call it dubstep. Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Zeke Senso podcast. This is the new episode of the Zeke Senso show. I uh, kind of wanted to do this as the start of my new podcast. I I, I decided because of COPPA to uh, kind of move into the podcasting thing. So all of my Zeke Senso uh, whenever whenever I talk about movies, will now be moved into podcast, starting with the first episode, right here wherever you're listening to this. It's available on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcast and many more, uh, Anchor, whatever. Um, but it is available to you guys. And uh, and as this show usually works, um, I have three movie news topics, and then I run down them and talk about them. And then I get to your viewer questions, and we and we got a lot to talk about. Um, and I, I, I first of all, guys, just want to say it has been a pretty busy week for me outside of YouTube, but it's also been a pretty busy week for me uh, within uh, within the world of uh, YouTube and podcasting and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff on the way, a lot of really cool projects for, uh, I have a new review that might be going up on Patreon pretty soon here, a uh, new review that might go up on Patreon, and I also have some uh, new um, stuff coming to you guys very shortly that I will announce sooner or later. But now let's get into the uh, movie news topics. Um so the first bit of movie news we're going to talk about is this. Earlier today, uh, Jason Reitman, who's directing the new Ghostbusters movie, put out a Instagram post uh, basically showing us the teaser poster for Ghostbusters. And they released a title for the movie, I believe. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is what it's called, according to Game Radar. Um, oh, and Rotten Tomatoes and everywhere. Wow, wow, it's everywhere now. But um, basically, uh, it's directed by I- Ivan Reitman's uh, son, Jason Reitman, and uh, and it looks and it's got a pretty big cast, and I'm really <laughs> really excited. Um, for this movie, and we're supposed to be getting a trailer on Monday, which is going to be pretty cool. Can't wait to see what um, what kind of tone they set for this one. Um, I actually liked the Melissa McCarthy and the Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, uh, the Paul Feig Ghostbusters movie. I like that one. I don't love it. I far from love it, but I do like it. I do think it has some good moments. Um, my biggest problem with that movie was that it was just a reboot. You know, Ghostbusters, that movie should have been a sequel to the original. These, you know, the, our main character, the main characters that we love so much from the original, passing off the baton to these female uh, heroes. But it didn't happen, and the movie ended up being a big flop at the box office. And so now they're going with this new approach. Um, which I'm really looking forward to as well. Alright, now we got a couple of trailers that we have to talk about. The first one I'm going to talk about real quick is the trailer for the new 
live-action Disney remake Mulan. Now, say what you will about the live-action Disney remakes. I like them. I'm a sucker for them. And I will watch them whether they suck or not. I'll go and see them. And Jungle Book is my favorite of all the Disney live action remakes. And honestly, I'm going to be honest. I loved Lady and the Tramp. This new Lady and the Tramp movie that came out on Disney+. Plus. I loved it so much. Um, and this Mulan movie, I was nervous about it. But after seeing this trailer, I love this trailer. And I cannot wait to see this movie unfold. It, it looks like it's just going to be an epic war movie, which is what I'm really excited about. You know, And I'm actually looking forward to the fact that it might not be a musical. I was a little bit nervous about that from the beginning. Even though I love the music from the original, I'm not so sure if it would translate to live action. Uh, especially if you're going in the approach that these, that the filmmakers are going that. Nikki Carroll, the director of Mulan, is going in. She's going for more of a war movie approach to Mulan. So it doesn't really look like they're going to lean into that musical aspect because I think that would kind of be a jumbling of tones, you know, which is something that um, I'm interested in. Um, and I'm also interested in the fact that they got a new villain, a, uh, a witch, which, is, which sounds pretty cool. And we also got a poster... The poster looks nice. I'm looking at it right now. It, it looks pretty cool. And the next thing we're going to talk about is Black Widow. Now, I have not been interested in this movie at all. Um, I have really not liked the idea of a Black Widow standalone movie happening. I was pretty much against it from the day it was announced. And then this trailer came out. And I will say, it's got me intrigued. I'm not into it as much as anybody, as much as everyone else is. Um, because here's the thing. I was all into the first half of this trailer. Because the first half of this trailer made it look like it was a gritty spot, like Jason Bourne type movie, right? And then... By the end of the trailer, it just turns into this silly, ridiculous Fast and Furious movie where Black Widow is basically flying in the air. It just became so over the top and so ridiculous. Now, granted, maybe it might work in the movie. But to me, like, if this is the tone we're going to get in Black Widow, if this is going to be the entire duration of the movie, no thanks. Like, no thanks. <laughs> but, um... But I love seeing David Harbour in the trailer. Um, Rachel Weiss from the from the Mummy movies. It's always great to see her in a movie because I I'm just a fan of her as, as an actress. I I'm glad to see that she's doing more with her career. Um, and I like seeing Florence Pugh in this trailer. Uh, for those of you who don't um, know who she is, she was just in one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, fighting with my family where she played um, the main character Paige and she was fantastic in that movie she was also in Midsummer, which is also fantastic um, one of, is probably my favorite horror movie of the year 
Um, and she's also going to be in this little movie called Little Woman, Little Women, who, which I think it's coming out this weekend. I'm not so sure, but um, but yeah, no, uh, the Black Widow trailer, uh, the first half is cool, and it's just that that ending with Black Widow flying in the air, just is over the top, and I just I'm it scares me that I feel like that's what the whole movie's going to be. So. Alright, now that we got all those three topics out of the way, let's move on to the Q&A questions. Um, now, if you guys want to send in a question to the Zeke Said so Show, you can do it at, uh, uh, at Zeke Said so on Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can also comment on my YouTube channel if, if you feel necessary to. But, um, yeah, I like to take uh, questions. And if you guys want to leave me a message on Patreon, if you're a Patreon supporter and want to leave me a message on Patreon, go ahead and do that as well. So let's move on to the first question of today, which is thoughts on the Snyder Cuts. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um, okay, so this hashtag has been going around forever, basically saying that they should release Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. Here's the thing. Um, if they do release it, it's going to be on HBO Max. It's not going to be in a theater. I don't know why people are flipping out over it. Look, I get it. Justice League was a mess of a movie. But why are we freaking out over Zack Snyder's cut? You know? And why is Zack Snyder instigating that? Like, it just makes no sense to me. Um, granted, if it does come out, I will watch it because I'm a sucker for DC. But I just don't understand why people are freaking out over this and why Zack Snyder's instigating this whole thing. Like, I just don't get it. If I was Zack Snyder, I would have just moved on from Justice League. You know, that's going to be somebody else's problem. That's DC's problem, not mine anymore. You know, I just don't know why he's even trying. Especially since Justice League, like, why would people want... And why would people want to remember Justice League? Wouldn't you want to forget it? Like, if you hated it that much, wouldn't you want to forget Justice League? <laughs> like, it just makes no sense to me. Um, now, granted, I liked Justice League, but it has issues. It's not. Like, honestly, every time I watch Justice League, and every time I watch Justice League, because I do own it on Blu-ray, I watch it every time, and I just think to myself, is that the best version of Justice League we could have gotten? Is that really the best version of Justice League that we could have gotten? I feel like we were robbed. As fan, as the fans of the DC uh, universe, we were robbed of a really awesome Justice League movie. I do. But again, I think we just need to move on from this version. The DCEU is already going on this trail of rebooting their universe. You know, I think we just got to move on from it. Now, that that doesn't mean we have to, you know, we can still reminisce on how much we hate Batman vs. Superman or how much we hate Suicide Squad, but we got to just move on from it. Just just move on. We got, we got, because we just had Shazam, which is fantastic. One of the best comic book movies of the year. We just had Joker come out. It's not even connected to DCU, but it's still awesome. You know, so I say we just move on from Justice League and just don't even talk about it anymore. I mean, I'm just so sick of it. Um, 
Okay, what is your favorite and least favorite comic book movie of the 2010s? So of the decade. Ooh. Wow, that is an interesting question. Um, I would say my favorite comic book movie of 2010 of the 2010 decade is um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier because I think that movie is the second greatest comic book movie of all time, right behind The Dark Knight. Um, the more I watch it, the more I freaking love it. I I think that movie is just spectacular, and to me, it really proved to me that the Russo brothers are just good filmmakers. Even if I didn't love what they did with Avengers Endgame, like, even if I didn't love some of the things that some of the choices they made in Endgame, I still will have Winter Soldier and Infinity War to have on my collection. You know, just so I, I love uh, Winter Soldier. I would say a second as part of my favorites. I would say my second favorite comic book movie of the decade is probably Spider Man and the Spider Verse. I really loved. Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Um, that movie was just fantastic. I'll get to that. Uh, that That's a whole other conversation for another time. As far as least favorite comic book movie of the 2010s go, um, I am going to say X-Men Dark Phoenix. Because not only X-Men Dark Phoenix is the worst comic book movie of this year, like, honestly, I... Not since... Transformers The Last Night have I given a movie a 1 out of 10. I usually never give 1 out of 10s because I can always find something good about a movie, even in a really awful movie. Like The Room. That movie's awful, but it's funny. <laughs> that movie's awful, but it's funny. You know? And it doesn't have a 1 out of 10 for me. It's got a 2. You want to know why? Because I find that movie hilarious. <laughs> um... And with with Dark Phoenix, though, it's just so unbearable. You can tell it's directed by someone who's never directed a movie before. And it just feels like, um, it just feels messy. You know, it just feels like a movie that just should not have been released. You know, honestly, the X-Men franchise should have ended with Logan. Logan was the best way you could have ended this era of the X-Men franchise. Because X-Men Apocalypse wasn't good. And if they ever do release New Mutants, then I don't think that movie's ever going to see the light of day. <laughs> I've pretty much given up on the Fox X-Men franchise. Like, I, I gave up even before Dark Phoenix, honestly. <laughs> so, um... But honestly, like, I really hated Dark Phoenix. Really did. Um, it's sloppy. It's a very lazy movie. And talk about... Talk about a horrible uh, villain. Like, ugh. Anyway, I'm not even getting into that. Um, rank... Speaking of Transformers, rank the Transformers live-action movies from worst to best. Um, so... Down at the bottom, I have Transformers The Last Night. That movie's awful. Again, one of the only movies in my life that I've ever given a 1 out of 10 to. It is unbearable. I tried watching it for a combo review that me and my best friend Robert Martinez were doing. And 
we like I just couldn't get through it. I I could barely get through it. It took me about two days to find. It took me two days to finally finish it. Um, and above that, I have Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. I think that movie suffers more from lazy writing because it was they had to rush it because of a writer strike that went on. So I kind of can see why it's such a lazy written film. It still doesn't excuse it, though. It's still a very lazy piece of work. Um, and then above that, I have the fourth one. Now, I actually find the it Honestly, if you took that, enti that entire first and second act all the way until the end of the fight, of the first fight with Lock, after they escape Lockdown ship, and then just add bits and pieces of the final battle in the uh, in that fight, you probably have a solid movie. Not a great movie. Not even a good movie. You know, not you know, not even a good movie. You probably have a meh movie, but it's better than being awful because that movie just goes on and on and on and on. It just gets more confusing by every single time. Just that movie should have ended like that. It was easily, easily, about an hour too long. That movie was easily about an hour way too long, you know. Um, and then above that, I would say the first Transformers movie. Yeah, the first Transformers movie is probably my the uh, the next one I would have. I love the I like the first Transformers movie a lot, and I think it's really underrated above that i actually have the third one i really like the third one i think it is the best out of all the michael bay transformers movies i think out of all the michael bay transformers movies it is the most watchable and come on that third act alone that entire third act from the destruction of chicago is just all freaking amazing to watch like i just like, every time I turn on Transformers, I just skip to the Battle of Chicago because that is some of the best action I've, I've seen in a Transformers movie. Honestly, it's so epic and cool. And honestly, Transformers 3 really should have been the end of the Michael Bay. It should, if you could have had a, a you know, because that's a very strong way to go out. It should have been the end of that Michael Bay franchise, but it wasn't. And, you know, we got two more movies that just dragged out way too long um and then i would say my favorite transformers live action movie that has come out is bumblebee uh what travis knight did with that movie was just absolutely phenomenal and just talk about finally getting the transformers right like finally talk about getting the the trans the characters of the transformers right you know it just it felt like a Transformers movie again. It felt like I was watching an animated movie. It felt like I was watching the uh, an old episode of like the cart the cartoon and stuff like that. You know, it just felt like it. And I, I, I mean, come on, that 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 opening scene with the Battle of Cybertron. Spoilers for Bumblebee, by the way. That entire opening scene with the Battle on Cybertron. Oh, I remember we were sit we were sitting in a theater. Me, me and my friend Robert were sitting in a theater. And we just went, 
we just kind of dropped our mouths. I'm sorry for podcast listeners, but we just kind of dropped our mouths and just felt like this huge amount of excitement. Just, I, I, I don't know. It was so cool. And, um, yeah, it's the best, um, best Transformers live action movie. So, uh, going up the, going from worst to best, I have Transformers The Last Night, uh, Revenge of the Fallen, Age of Extinction, uh, Transformers, and then Dark of the Moon, and then Bumblebee. It, uh, those are my rankings. So. Will the Oscars have or not have a host this year? Good question. Um, Honestly, I'd be really, I'd be okay with not a host. But if they decided to get, pick a host, I would have no problem with it. Um, I still want to see Hugh Jackman come back. and I still want to see Hugh Jackman come in and host the Oscars. I know he's probably, he. I think he's probably already done it before, but I would love to see him. If he has, I would love to see him do it again. I think he's awesome. I think he would put on a really good show. Um, or Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Because they did a they do they do a great job of hosting the Golden Globes. Um, let's see what else. Um, but but last year, that Oscars ha- that Oscar ceremony had no host. It moved by quick. You know, and I was I was happy. I was happy last year's Oscar ceremony. I was actually happy with because. They didn't drop the ball on the show. They gave you a great show, even without a host. You know, so honestly, I prefer I prefer them not to have a host. But if they want it, if they want to pick a host for this year, go for it. Um, just if you had, if you were asking me, I think the Oscars should go no host. Um, especially since why would why would anybody want to host the Oscars after what they did to Kevin Hart, like, oh, poor Kevin Hart, man. I, I honestly would have loved to have seen him host the Oscars, but it's just they really dropped the ball on that one. Um, uh, well, okay, guys, that was the last question of the day. Um, again, this was just kind of like an introduction. This was a uh, kind of like an introductory episode to the Zeke Said So podcast. Um, if you guys want to. Uh, what was I going to say? Oops, I lost the wording. Oh, yeah. Um, if you guys want to, the podcast is available on Spotify, and it should be available on Apple Podcasts. I think it might be, it might not be, I don't know. But it should be available on Apple Podcasts. Um, I will make sure to check and find and find out for you guys. Um, let's see, any other announcements? Uh, I can't name any. I can't name any. I really can't. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but thank you so much for listening, you guys. Uh, I will be back next year. Oh, that's what I was going to announce. <laughs> this is going to be a weekly show. Um, from here on out, the Zeke Sensor Show will be weekly. So make sure you're always sending in questions because the Zeke Sensor Show is a weekly show. That is all for me, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you guys like this uh, episode, uh, go ahead and subscribe to it and make sure you come back and listen again. Uh, I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.